I'm Mel Stewart, and this is the Swim Swam Podcast. Joining me today, we have a 2020 Paralympic medalist, a team speedo athlete, and the founder and president of swimuphill.org. Today, we have Jamal Hill coming to us from Los Angeles. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, man. Really happy to be on the show, man. I've been wanting to experience that radio host voice of yours in person for a long time now. jealous because uh coleman got to talk to you recently and um and i there was an internal battle over it's like who who gets to do this and um coleman won out because of timing but i finally got you i got you i got you all to myself it's just us man i'm happy to be here listen folks if you're out there and you're dropping in on this and you're really curious about jamal hill um you know what join the club because everybody is he's everywhere um, entrepreneurial, creative, uh, you, you see his media, but really, if you want to go to the hub and you want to go to his pride, his passion, his joy, um, you know, just to, as, as the entry level and get into it, pause right now and pop over to swimuphill.org. That is swimuphill.org. Check out his foundation and his mission to teach 1 million people to swim. Uh, coming back. That is that's that's that is a that's a huge mission, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How, how are you going to teach one million people to swim? Yeah, actually, I'm glad you're asking that. Let me just clarify real quick, brother Mel. So the mission of our organization is actually to be teaching one million people a year how to swim come the year 2028. Um, I love I love I love the specifics, and I and I, oh, and I appreciate I appreciate that I appreciate you getting in. On that. So let's rephrase that. Yeah, you're teach one million people a year to swim. A year to swim come the year 2028. I, I, I've got to be a part of this. How, how, how do I help you reach this goal? Oh, 100%. Well, number one way that you can help us reach this goal is being a part of our Give Five Save Lives campaign. So when you go to that swimuphill.org website, you'll have an opportunity. You can become a monthly contributor to Swim Uphill. We have people who contribute $5 every month. every month. We've even got some contributors for $500 every month. Now, you might be the first one to give $5,000 every month, and that at 100% is going to be helping us hit that million mark by 2028. Uh, But you said it's a huge goal. I don't like to describe it as huge. I like to describe it as necessary. It's necessary, it's realistic, and it's just a starter. It is just a starter. And it's a, I feel like, here's, I have complete confidence in you because I feel the urgency and clarity in your voice. I'm, I'm aware of some of the, the data points. I'm aware, you know, I don't know them all. You might have a few that, that you can share with people. Just learn to swim. Learning to swim is a life-saving skill, obviously. It's a, it's a disease. It plagues the world. And uh, we have the cure, which is swimming lessons. Uh, I, I know this one metric that always sticks in my head because I, I hear it quite a bit. It's the second leading cause of death for kids under the age of 14. Do you have any other data points that you could share that would really help people understand why this is so important? Yeah, I think the most powerful metric point that I could share uh, would be 
to take it in a global perspective, first and foremost, um, it, it's probably not hard to believe this woman, but myself being a swimmer, being a black man that already being atypical, uh, when I come and I start talking about swim education, uh, and, and I don't mind it, trust me, like the black space is a beautiful space. <laughs> every space, every culture is a beautiful space, but I try and get pigeonholed into this. Well, you do know that black people are drowning at almost a five time rate in this country. Um, and that's a really popular stat. That's almost like a headline stat people love to throw out there and it's accurate, but it's also important to understand that that is a vast generalization statistic. Like for example, before we had this conversation, I had an interview with the regional director of all of Los Angeles County Aquatics, over 1,000 staffs, 4,400 miles um, of county with pools in it. Those stats on the national level, they, they're not reflected here in Los Angeles County. Here is completely different demographics. Here is completely different groups of people that are afflicted uh, without swim education. So that's the number one thing is to understand, yeah, we have a general picture and a framework, but to understand that we're really talking about something that's bigger than ethnicity, something that's bigger than culture, something that's even bigger than our nation. We're talking about a global endemic here around the world. A million people Jamal is teaching to swim every year at the Swim Appeal Foundation. Dude, around the world, there are over a million people drowning. Most of those go unrecorded. Most of those, as you said, are children, zero to 14 years old. And why is it happening to zero to 14 years old? That's highlighting that greater generational problem right there, right? Why aren't kids zero to 14 years old getting hit by cars every day in the street? Well, we have systems in place. Parents understand, keep the kids out the street. We even have crossing guards at school exits to ensure that does not happen. Uh, so, you know, everyone can just type in Google and, and, and pull up some facts. I don't think that's where the value is. It's how do we peel back these facts and really tie them into real lives and real stories? Listening to you. What, what fascinates me is that uh, I'm, I'm, I, I love people who, who have big goals and define those goals and say, here, you know, I'm going after it. Um, I, 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 my skin is a little bit thick when it comes to sports, I'm, you know, because I've seen so much success over a lifetime. Um, I get emotional when I, the one place I get emotional is the, is the Paralympics because I, I know the hurdles. I don't know the hurdles, but the hurdles seem, you know, I'm, it was hard for me. I can't imagine what it's like for a Paralympian. And uh, so I, the, I shed a tear, I get emotional, I get caught up in it. Um, but listening to you, I, 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 I hear the, the clarity and the focus. And I also know that you're a Speedo partner. You're a Speedo athlete, buddy. You, you, you've, got, Speedo athlete. <laughs> you, you've got the powerhouse of powerhouses and um yeah, I don't. Let's let's pull back the curtain here. I I don't. I know you've had conversations with my and my personal conversations with them. They're excited about you, and yes, a part of their underpinning for their company, and it's uh, and they're building out their plan now, and they're building out a plan. They're talking through 2028. The foundation of it is learn to swim. Uh, how did the speedo relationship come about? That's beautiful. Honestly, number one, I got a big shout out to big brother Cullen Jones. Uh, Cullen Jones, I think, has become just just a big brother in swimming, you know, and the fact that he has taken the steps in his career to position himself to where, you know, he, he's almost he's a part of the corporate team now. 
Uh, you know, so so obviously we got big brothers like yourself, uh, Rowdy Gaines. We got we got Anthony Urban out there. We've got big sitches out there, right? Um, you know, from 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 Maritza McClendon to Janet Evans, all these people who, again, post career in the pool have transcended into almost these corporate roles, these governing bodies. So, um, almost ninety five percent positive that a big part of this push to get me on that Speedo team was coming from Cullen Jones. Uh, so that's my man. Thank you so much, Cullen. Uh, and also, you know, just what put me onto Cullen's radar, right? Um, ultimately, the intersectionality of the, the, the identities that can describe my person, right? From disability to Black African-American uh, to a swimmer, obviously, um, to being an entrepreneur, to being a hustler, to being an educator, to 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 pushing for swim education, to you know putting out putting out a foundation. Dude, this dude hasn't even been to the games yet. How do you have a foundation, right? <laughs> um, all the way down to like really, what is the foundation of one of my pleasures? A, a vision, a goal of being a media mogul of pushing out positive messages because your platform swim swim is obviously one of the outlets that do push positive messages, but there are a lot of media outlets that are pushing out messages that are dividing us. Um, and so I think, you know, Cullen being able to see these things, these attributes, you know, as raw as they were even just a few years ago, they're still pretty raw. I refine it daily, but they're still pretty raw. Putting that in front of Speedo um, and just being able to see like, okay, there could be a long-term partnership here. There could be something really long-term, something really beautiful. and. I'll tell you guys, I, I, I think this is powerful. I think this is what's gonna get the people going. When we first sat down with Speedo, I'm extremely skeptical. Mel, I was extremely skeptical. <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's, it's right, it's the year after George Floyd. Um, so, you know- George Floyd. Rest in peace, George Floyd. Um, it, it's a year after George Floyd, you know, Black Lives Matter movement. A lot of these things are still at the height. Uh, and and my experience at this time is like now more than ever it feels like people want the token like they they want somebody to like <laughs> look no no we're we're not like the rest of them right like we got we got we got these one two or three people right we got this black Hispanic and Asian person <laughs> representing us, and disabled person representing us you know so so um I was skeptical because naturally you know. I'm like, well, is, am I just checking boxes? Am I really gonna be valued here? Um, you know, I'm building my own platform. Is this gonna stifle my independent growth? Uh, you know, am I gonna be forced to lean on this company to feed me? Well, what happens when another economy strikes and they gotta cut people? Am I gonna be the first one out the door? So a lot of worries, a lot of concerns, um, but ultimately in life, life is about risk, you know, you weigh the risk. And and I just felt like when I sat down with that Speedo corporate team and 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 I had my team and we were discussing things, uh, it's any relationship. To expect perfection is a fool's game, right? <laughs> to think that both sides are not going to have to work, to think that both sides are not going to have to learn, to think that you're not going to have times where we don't see eye to eye is a fool's game. Uh, so when we decided to enter a relationship and it's been good. It's been real good. Ups and downs, emotions, joys, anger. I'm sure I've made somebody on my speedo team upset <laughs> one time or another. And they've made me upset one time or another. But that's the beauty of relationship, that you can still experience those emotions. And, and when it's real, 
you still come back to the table because you guys have a goal, a mission, and a greater purpose that is keeping you united. So I'm really, really happy to be a part of the Speedo family. What I always look for in a relationship when I'm talking to anybody is, I, is I'm always looking at time frame. I'm looking at, uh, all right, because it, it's a, if I'm talking to somebody and they're like, well, I'm going to do this next week. It's like, oh, that's cool. I expect you to do that next week. But what are you going to do in 2024, 26, and 28? And where are we going to be at those moments? Because your mission, you corrected me. It said, no, no, that the mission isn't that. The mission is this. And it's uh, the feedback I'm getting behind closed doors with them has been is 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 that you know it makes me now makes me wonder as I, as I mentioned it before now makes me wonder how much of that is your influence on this on this company that I really have have, have love for. So it makes me wonder if if this is a creative conversation and that you've evolved that conversation for them. Something tells me that might be the truth. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent, man. Uh, I'm a great value to the Speedo team. That's why I'm on it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, th this is not the time to, uh, this is not the time to play small, right? I'm working with the biggest organization in swimming not because I'm not qualified or not because I don't have value to bring to the table outside of my skin color, my, uh, my, my, my disability status or, or lack thereof, or, 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 or the fact that I do or do not swim very fast, which so I'm very fast, fortunately, the passion of mine, you know, so <laughs> we're all appreciative of that, but yeah, a hundred percent. And, and, and being able to work with that speedo corporate team, obviously again, it's symbiosis. I know I'm inspiring different things to be happening and talked about in those rooms that full transparency and fairness. I do not think that like anything Jamal's doing necessarily has never been spoken about before, put forth before that, that I've just like, you know, opened up a new way to work the will, but that, yeah, a hundred percent, I am a part of inching that ball forward. Even if I'm not in the room, the ways that I'm able to act and inspire the businesses I'm able to launch, the partners that I'm able to bring in that have nothing to do with competitive swimming, all that stuff moves the needle forward. And, and that is a big part of the value of our partnership that you can't always just write, write a couple of zeros next to you, right? You can't always say, he did this, right? Um, but, but again, I think the big reason why that initial timidity has calmed and like now we're into the second year of our relationship and I'm looking forward to what comes next is I can feel that value in our communications. And that's huge. I've had partners that ultimately, you, you know how it is. Like you, you've been around from, from building Swim Swam to being a professional athlete yourself uh, to even just being a human being on earth. You know, we all know what it's like to feel undervalued in relationships. Um, and so that's at this point in my life, not something that I can stand to deal with and achieve my purpose. My purpose is tantamount um, and, and we're in alignment, you know? So like I said, kudos, kudos to my Speedo team. I'm, I'm a proud athlete. Um, I love Colin Jones. I traveled all over the country with him when he was doing Make a Splash for USC Swimming, which he did year after year after year. Uh, when the, I, I think this, it, it, Speedo has has a has a leader who is going to be elevated at their parent company, and they're going to have a new leader, and that there's more details that are going to be coming out about that. Hopefully this summer, 
but it's a um, there's 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 a nice streamlined path in terms of their leadership. But, but uh, Jim Gershon is somebody that I that I like very much, and he brought in Cullen. And when he told me he's bringing, he's like, I got something to tell you, Mel. I want to tell you something, and you're going to be excited about this. And he did. And I was like, you know what? Um, to me, that felt like uh, an investment in a, in a person who's extremely smart. Because there's, uh, you know, you're 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 in the you're you're following those footsteps, and what I saw with Cullen and what I'm hearing now is is very similar. And what I saw with Cullen was this: his face was splashed everywhere, mm. his image was everywhere. Um, there's more value to that than a, than Paralympic or Olympic hardware, because everybody knows your name and everybody knows what your mission is, but they're it's power that they see you so much, but in the quiet, in his quiet moments, he was working his business. He was working his plan mm -hmm. and he was very serious about the details and the mission. It, it was, it was greater than he was. And that was clear. So quality human being. And, uh, and, and you're dealing with it too, because here's the thing. I mean, you were splashed on the side of a building, you know, the, the make wave. You, tell me about that. What, what was it like to be, in the speedo make waves campaign that that has oh, to be like okay we believe in you here you are <laughs> yeah that was uh that was really really powerful and again that just anyone listening to this you know obviously this is this is about speedo this is about jamal hill but it's about inspiration it's about the story um like i said we took a risk uh, i was not a hundred percent sold and confident like okay this marriage is gonna work <laughs> we took a risk um, and, and when we were in conversations, you know, none of this, you, no, anybody knows you don't promise anything, right? <laughs> like, or you promise as little as possible. Well, we hope to do some big things. Uh, one of those big things that you just referenced was uh, not just one, uh, they were all over, but the biggest one was right next to LAX here in Los Angeles, California, off the 405, a literal a literal four minute drive from my childhood home. Uh, so right, and they had another one in Venice, man, they had, um, man, they had digital ones all over the city. It, great experience, some up in Long Beach, but this one right by like four miles from my LA home, being a part of that, uh, I'll tell you guys a quick story. The first time I saw it, I had just come back from a swim meet and we were, I forget where we were going, but we were going up the 405 to Malibu, one of my family's houses, and we're turning the bend onto the 405. And about a mile down the road, the billboard is starting to go up. And it's not a billboard. This is a full like, like 12 story poster on the side of a building. Can't miss it. It's going up and it's not even halfway done, but I can see red and I see what looks like an elbow that's being put up. And I just start losing my mind. <laughs> I'm like, that is me. Like, I, I don't know how I know, but that's me. That, who else is up here with their elbow up, leaning over like this? That's me. And I almost crashed the car, but I didn't. Uh, but it, it's, been, it's been amazing. Um, again, just to, when we sat down to understand that, Obviously, swimming fast, being the best in the water, winning championships, having that championship team and that championship mentality. Yeah, that's always been a foundation in Speedo. That's why they are the number one, because <laughs> they would track the number one. Um, but to hear that 
a big value of me coming onto their team is this Swim of Hill Foundation and ultimately this vision and movement outside of competitive swimming, right? Almost like I love competitive swimming, but you guys got to understand that really is a selfish thing. Like <laughs> I'm the only one that gets medals. I'm the only one that gets checks. I'm the only one that, <laughs> you know, I'm the only one that puts in the work in the pool, you know, outside of my coach. So it really is a selfish endeavor. Um, but that doesn't mean that the platform that it allows me can't be used for selflessness uh, and, to, and to have the Make Waves campaign and Speedo as a freaking megaphone of all megaphones to just shout to the masses, dude, whoever you are, you can swim uphill. That, that's what swim uphill is about. And that, that's why Speedo and I align so much because swim uphill is a movement, man. Uh, it's a movement about going against the grain. The best things are at the top and to get there, you have to overcome those challenges. The first swim uphill moment I ever had was when I was nine years old on my way to Thanksgiving dinner with my father and my body shut down. And I was in a state of paralysis for days, hospitalized for weeks. That's the first time I ever had to swim uphill, right? So somebody out there, your swim uphill moment may be that you don't know how to swim, but it's a movement in, and uh, that, that's, again, that's what making waves is all about. Obviously we all love the swim puns in it, right? Because aquatics people, guilty. Um, but that's what the Making Waves campaign is about. And I'm a hundred, hundred percent so proud to be an ambassador and representative of that. It's the work, the, the, <laughs> the work that you're going to have to do on a daily basis. You know, you know it's like I, we joked before we started recording. I said, you know, I'm not the smartest guy in the room, but I'm, 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 I'm probably work. I'm, the only thing I can do is work hard. Yes, um, but, the, you know, the one thing that that it seems like that impacts us over time mm. is images. And images are ideas. Images change people. Images, you, you absorb them and you take them in. And uh, I wasn't in, I'm, I, sometimes based in, in, in Austin, Texas. I used to, I was in LA for almost 20 years. Austin, dude. Austin's a great place. But, I, but I, anyway, I wasn't there in person to see it. But I asked, um, you know, I asked Jim if he would send me some, some images. And he did. And I was like, oh, oh my goodness, this is the side of a building. And when I saw your image, it reminded me of that, um, the emotion that I had, you know, and, and the, the where I, it filed in my brain and how I organized that in my brain was at the 1992 Olympics. I, you know, we were at the 92 Olympics, but it was the Michael Jordan Olympics, because when you drove around Barcelona, Spain, you couldn't go anywhere without seeing him plastered on the side of a building. And I'm like, what they did with you? I'm like, that was right. That's yeah. spot on. That's the way it has to be. Yeah, like I said, it was a, it was really powerful. And uh, the usually, uh, so so obviously, you know, like being an athlete is very important. Uh, but that's that's like one of the arms, right? We all we know how it is, man. Inflation, da, 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 we all were wearing different hats all the time. And so uh, I'm definitely in the executive office of my corporate team, right, for Jamal Hill. Uh, so usually I know everything that's happening at all times, uh, not omniscient, but close to it. Uh, so my agent actually kept that from me. So like I said, I was, comp it's one of the few things, it's very rare that I am surprised, right? <laughs> like, I know how much, I know when, I know where. So I was extremely surprised. Uh, and uh, yeah, man, that, that really touched my heart. And 
and what's really crazy it touched literally like it touched that all of LA County you know like we just said I, I came up this is my city this is my county this is my home I was an LA County lifeguard you know I was just like I said talking to the director of all these 500,000s of guards and the, all these people yeah not only Jamal saw that every day like all the most the highest traffic in Los Angeles but one of the highest traffic points in the world they're seeing this every single day some people are passing i got no clue who this is but no some of them like what sport is this <laughs> what is happening <laughs> you know some people are like man i have no clue who this is but there's somebody and speedo is doing something with this person and then obviously all my friends family even just people tangentially that i've met like i think in a weird way the pride that that brought to my home that, that that it brought to my city um that's what really got me so excited you know it's like after after a few days you start to feel a little bit weird like should I really be on the side of a building <laughs> should I be taking pictures next to myself <laughs> every day um but when you see again just how inspired he's like no nah, definitely do you have to <laughs> but uh when you see how much it inspires like those people who saw me in high school, you know, when I was, you know, yeah, I might have been the fastest kid in our district, but by no means a D1 swimmer, you know, those people who saw me swimming in D3 college and those people who saw me drop out of college to pursue my dream of becoming a pro swimmer, those, those really close people who saw me those early years after college, 2016, 2017, where I'm eating lunch at the 99 cent store every day because I'm hustling. I got to train. I got to figure out how to make money. I'm trying to uber this and do that and 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 just do anything to keep my dream alive how much it meant to them to see okay this is freaking possible like if we keep going we're gonna make it somewhere and then we're gonna keep going after that so um yeah really really grateful to speedo for uh that honorarium I ask all the speedo athletes what their speedo make waves moment is. It's, you know, it's a, it's that emotional moment makes you feel connected to the sport. I feel like this might be your make waves moment. Your make waves campaign was a pretty emotional <laughs> moment. It was emotional for me, but uh, you might have a different answer. You know what, man? I think that, um, I think the make waves moment was really just, you know what? I, dang, I don't think I'm allowed to talk about my make waves moment with speedo. Um, because, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll choose a different moment just <laughs> for the case that I'm gonna be. It's unbelievable. This, this is different. <laughs> we're, we're gonna have to have that conversation on a different podcast. We'll have that we'll conversation have another time. Uh, so just remember, next time we talk in the future, when when I'm at liberty to talk about that, I do have a really really powerful make way moment that just truly hit my heart and core. But um, I still think the uh, the entire campaign, that entire make waves campaign, uh, from socials to billboards. To to, 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 to to digital gas station pumps just all across LA County. Uh, the fact that what I was doing was representing something so much bigger than me, but it was literally all still so close to home, like the pride and power, dude, that was my make ways moment. I was on the side of that billboard before the Paralympic Games. Even When they had me up on the side of that billboard, Speedo did not know this, but after the fact now, so we can talk about it, a little bit of great insight. Dude, it wasn't even certain that I was going to Tokyo. 
<laughs> you know, man. And of course, like I said, hey, love you guys, but didn't want to worry you. We made it, and, and I handled business. Um, but when that billboard went up, my 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 internal team, just because again, all, you know, well, it's different for the Paralympic side than the Olympic. The Olympic side is kind of straightforward. Top two, you go. <laughs> Paralympic side, fourteen different classes, men and women. Ultimately, twenty-eight different races that you can have, and guess what? you don't have enough to you don't get to take two people for every single class for every single event right you don't have these teams of 100 our team going to tokyo i think had i think we had 34 athletes and only 10 of them were men uh so it wasn't even 100 percent in the book set that i was going so to to see that amount of faith uh just kind of in me that was amazing that was the that made a wave and I freaking took that board, dude. And I rode that bad boy all the way into the beach, baby. All the way into the beach, all the way onto that podium, to that bronze, all the way past Tokyo, all the way to now. And uh, we're gonna make some more waves. <laughs> we're gonna make some more waves. And uh, yeah, Jamal Hill and Speedo, they're the team to do it. What's what's in your speedo bag? Let's just go ahead and go there. Tell me what oh, what's, yeah. your, what's, what's your go to speedo gear? Well, number one, it is a speedo mesh bag. Um, you know, and, and I'll throw it. It's it's a custom. It's you, you. No one else can have this mesh bag unless they are a speedo athlete that went to Tokyo. Uh, so it's got my flag on there. Got my name. Got got my little Tokyo symbiology on there. So that there you go. Uh, what's in it though? Do number one kickboard. I'm a sucker for kickboards. I never use them the traditional way. I never hold them. They always go underneath my belly. Uh, we use it. We, we do that for swim lessons, but also just I, anything I do for swim lessons, I do myself. Um, so I put it under my belly and I do a body position uh, to fill myself on top of the water to really try and engage my core to hold me up on the water. So love that kickboard. Snorkel, huge snorkel. You know what I'm saying? Head position is everything, uh, you know, especially being a sprinter, having that snorkel, being able to continue to just train the techniques, all these aspects with my head down. I like I'm a sucker for floating and just hanging out in the pool, feeling weightless in the pool, you know. Uh, so having the snorkel is is, is just uh, it's, it's premier for that. Um, also goggles, obviously. Right. I, I wear I do wear a, a swimsuit. <laughs> I wear a swimsuit cap and goggles, but uh I can tell you this like before I was with Speedo, right? Like all swimmers, I pretty much have tried every brand. Um and it actually feels really good to say that I can say this honestly. I love the Speedo cap, goggles, and suits more than any other brand. Like I think they're the highest quality. Um and they also feel good. Like used to I used to always try and like rock different things for big races. Did I find myself swimming big races in the same goggles that I was literally practicing with the whole season? Cause it's like, they're so comfortable. They're so, they're just reliable. They're quality. They don't deteriorate. They withstand all the chlorine, the sun, the hours. Um, so that's it. Those are my big three right there. Probably the kickboard, the snorkel and the goggles. Also, I can say this, this is a teaser, <laughs> gold medal male exclusive. Dude, Speedo's got some new fins coming out. I was able to test them. I was able to test them uh, a couple of months ago at, 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 a, at a shoot and add some product. 
they got some new fans coming out that are going to change the thin game. Uh, they're doing some really new and exciting things. I'm so excited. Speedo team, as you hear this, remember that Jamal Hill has not forgotten and make sure that I am the first one to get these fans. <laughs> I, I think that might be the best answer of what you need, right? Most people just give me, they, they just say one thing. It's like, I like the sweatshirt. I like the goggles. But so that, that was a full unpacking. I appreciate it. Um, and I, I read this in, in, just in, in, in doing some research, and, I, and, I, and I, I don't know the story. I'm sure you might be tired of telling it, but um, you taught your mom to swim. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, so what, what is the story behind that? that? That is the most unusual experience. Yeah. Um, really? So... So one thing just important to understand, so my mom grew up in Compton, uh, came up and I'm not going to date my mom, but uh, she had me when she was 40 years old. Um, so ultimately, she came up single mom, uh, three older brothers, one younger sister. Um, her other brothers were allowed to learn how to swim. They literally took swim lessons at the local park. Uh, she wasn't allowed to learn how to swim by her mother uh, for fear of like uh, like potentially something sexually inappropriate happening, right? Because she wasn't there to be able to. So I get it, you know, I get it. Right, wrong, indifferent. That was her story. That's how it happened. But she was a great athlete, uh, like Olympic caliber track star. Again, a different time. She chose a different path for different reasons. Uh, one of those reasons is so that I could be here now having this conversation with you. So no complaints. Um, but she was a great athlete. So she could, she could move in the water. And this is actually more common than people realize. She could move in the water. She could, she could like make forward progress. She could, what most people consider swim. Uh, but she, she tells me this story one time she's in high school. They're playing in the shallow end. The ball goes to the deep end. Again, great athlete. She moves across the water, gets the ball, dead stop. Goes to throw the ball. And now she can't start moving again. So she's thinking and she's struggling and she has to be like semi-rescued everything she's playing because she's like, oh, we just saw you swim over there, of course. What, what, what are you doing now? So I meet people all the time who are like, hey, I can move across the water, but I can't really float or I can't really stop. And I, and I explain to them in my organization, Swim Appeal, and I know a lot of organizations, pretty much it's a standard. A part of defining swimming is, well, you have to be able to pause, take some unassisted rest, without standing up that is literally a part of swimming so that's just to clarify uh so yeah again a lot of great athletes out there who can move and do things uh so my mom had that ability uh but she did not have enough water competency to be able to stop and start again so during my tenure as a lifeguard i was working in east l.a and uh, she just started to come to the, I'm an only child. So like my mom is like, she, she's been in love with me since before I was born. <laughs> so <laughs> any excuse to spend time with her, and especially as I got older, right? I'm trying to spend less time. <laughs> any excuse to spend time with me, she's taken advantage of it, uh, which is a blessing. Uh, but I was a lifeguard at LA County and she and her friends start coming to free swim a few days a week. <laughs> and so she comes into the deep end and I'm sitting on tower. And uh, she's just like, dude, I want to learn how to swim. Um, and I'm sitting on tower. We have a great trusting relationship. You know, my mom knows how I get down more than anybody. 
Uh, so she just trusts me and just I'm coaching her from the tower. Okay, this is what you do. Oh, you know, my favorite. Hey, grab that speedo kickboard. Use it this way. Um, you know, and and really over the course of like, you know, it wasn't this crazy process. Over the course of a few days, she went from just being able to move without stopping to now she can move, she can pause, she can rest, she can relax, she can move on her back a little bit. Uh, and so that's what that story looked like. And from there, it went on to, you know, two, three years later, now I am, uh, or it might have been like four or five, I don't know, my sense of time has warped. These years later, now, you know, the Swim Appeal Foundation has begun, this is even before I ventured with Speedo, and she knows how to swim, and I'm running classes for my aunts, her friends, you know, uh, Black women over 40, which is a rare demographic for swim lessons, and we're running these events for months at a time through the winter, and these ladies are not only learning how to swim, but they're loving it and they're begging me to run more swim classes so they can get out of here and they can do their thing. Uh, so that's how I learned that. That's how I taught my mom how to swim, you know, just to be really clear about that definition uh, and, and ultimately what it evolved to. It evolved into an opportunity for her network to learn how to swim because of whatever reasons they were never able to learn. That's a misconceived notion. A lot of people have, it's like, uh, um, they know how to swim, but they don't, they're certainly not confident in the water. They're certainly not safe mm-hmm. in the water. So you have some skill, but it's not enough skill to keep you safe. And that, that plagues much of the world. Um, yeah. so d- instead of curiosity, yeah, you have a lot of experience with this. Is it, is it harder to teach a child to swim or to, or to work with an adult? What's, what's the most challenging? <clears throat> you know, I think it's, I think it's a case by case scenario they all face they all pose different challenges and and quite frankly every instructor is different i'm the first one to say i prefer to work with people six years and older i'm like your neighborhood municipality ymca like that's my preference because like communication is a big thing for me uh but we have instructors that love toddlers that love babies they would tell you that's the easiest people I work with adults. Uh, adults have, you know, usually people 18 and over have a, have an increased barrier of like, if they can't swim, it's probably because they've almost drowned before, if not more than once, or the fear of drowning imposed upon them by someone else has really become a mental reality. So now we have to ultimately do like some, some psycho-emotional trauma healing before we ever bring them into the water. Um, so that's a challenge, but that's something that I really enjoy. You know, uh, those kids six to 18, the, 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 that kind of intermediate youth, they usually are not as many, you know, kind of wildness as the young people as, as like the six and under. And they also like don't have these extra traumas that 18 and over have, um, but they also still, you know, want to feel comfortable. So uh, our program, it's all about being comfortable. Uh, you know, how can we teach skills in a comfortable environment and then put you into an uncomfortable environment where you can exercise them, right? It's like, uh, like you said, you're a hard worker. I'm not a rocket scientist or anything like that. And swimming is not rocket science by any means. Uh, But with that said, it wouldn't matter if I had a seven-year-old and I'm trying to teach them basic multiplication. If they're in a classroom with a lot of distractions, it's cold, they feel uncomfortable and there's a tiger sitting in the corner that they think could jump out and eat them at any moment. <laughs> it don't matter how simple this lesson is. It don't matter how good of a teacher I am. They're probably not going to get it. <laughs> there's just too much going on. Uh, okay. So how do we pull them out of that stressful traumatic environment 
provide them with the skills of this is how you breathe in the mouth, out the nose. Hey, we can actually use, oh, you know, oh, there's no pool in your, there's no pool in your neighborhood. Oh, in your country, you guys don't really have recreational uh, facilities and things like that. Do you have clean water? And water equity is its own thing, but you have clean water, you have drinking water. Let's take a receptacle, any receptacle, it could be a bowl, it could be a bucket. And we're gonna practice these skills of timing a breath. How do we time a breath with the breaststroke? How do we, how do we time a breath in a horizontal position? Can you feel the push in the pool of the water? Giving people these prerequisite skills so that once they're in that immersive aquatic environment, dude, once you have those skills, I tell all of our programming is based off of one core principle once they get in the water. Is the person willing to take their feet off the ground or not? Because once they have those prerequisites, I don't even care if they float or sink to begin with. Once they have our prerequisites, if they'll take their feet off the ground, you're a world-class swimmer. You get it. Well, if you do certain things, you're going to have forward propulsion. <laughs> and if we can sneak a breath in there, oh, my God, like, <laughs> it's magic. There's, um, it's not enough. People think it's enough, but it's not enough just to, uh, to have a, a foundation. You know, mm-hmm. SwimUpHill.org. It's not enough to be a Paralympic medalist. It's not enough to have the biggest partnership in the world. Mm-hmm. You figure that out. And uh, we're, we've got to close this pod out, but I, 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 you, you had to, you've, had to, you've had to build some infrastructure and start a business. Mm-hmm. And you recently launched. Um, can, can you share a little bit about that and what yeah. you're doing and why you're doing it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and this is, this is a big thing, man. Uh, I think, um, just as a, as a person, but again, I'll speak specifically as a man, I think, uh, purpose is what drives us. Um, and there's a lot of distractions out here, you know, be it from, from, from opportunities to, to, to women, to, to money, to this, to that you name it there's so many distractions there's so many i'm a person you know what i'm saying like I'm, I'm in a happy relationship but even that if i don't have my purpose line can become a distraction uh so getting really clear on that purpose i think is the biggest thing when we talk about what's not enough right because a lot of people do a lot of things they're really busy and they're like breaking world records on a treadmill going nowhere right um, so having that clarity of purpose is what's going to start to qualify things, you know, and, and, and you start to see like, okay, this is not enough because this is only step one of however many steps and those steps never end until the day you die. That's the reality of it. So, so you can get over that. But um, uh, we recently launched a new business called Aquatics Today. The vision of Aquatics Today is to be a, a, a powerful media resource in the aquatics community, um, a uniting media resource in the aquatics community, uh, and and not just competitive swimming, not just recreational swimming, not just learn to swim education, but also we forget just how vast this community is. We have lifeguards, we have aquatics directors, we have aquatics facility managers, we have an international community uh, from, from scuba divers to kayakers, you na- Olympians, Paralympians, there's so many people. We have water equity. You would be surprised what it takes you used to be a Los Angeles, what it takes to provide clean water to the millions of people that live in our county. There are so many different aspects. And so 
again, when I put that mission forward of, yeah, my mission is to be impacting millions of people, the foundation, we're going to be teaching a million a year by 2028. And that's only going to grow from there. For me, it's been about building an arena. Um, and, and I think to have any enclosure, you got to have at least three stakes in the ground. So my one stake is being an athlete. That's pro swimmer. That, that's the podium. That helps me get there and get the stage. My second stake is the foundation. That's philanthropy. Uh, <laughs> it's not about making money. It's not about like the greatest mission here is to do the impossible. <laughs> well, all of it, the greatest mission, to them. but this is about giving um, and giving in the ways that I think are the most valuable, not what the statistics say I should do or, or this or that or the other. And that Thursday is aquatics today. Uh, and that is 100 percent ultimately an educational resource and platform. Uh, that's why we we just put on Aquatics Equity Summit last month. Next week, we'll be putting on the Lifeguard Recruitment Summit. And, and it's about recently I had a conversation with President Matt Rock. He's the new president at Speedo. And, and we were able to just talk about how our swim industry is so segmented at this time, right? Um, and, and how ultimately that's affecting people's bottom lines, right? Well, what do we do when the swimmers are not swimming and, and they're not buying swimsuits as we experience in COVID? Well, what happens to drowning prevention when we don't have enough lifeguards? There's a one in 18 million chance of somebody drowning when a lifeguard is on duty. You got a better chance of becoming a two-term U.S. president than drowning while a lifeguard is on duty. So when we talk about the value of an inclusive uh, and truly aware aquatics community of having a president from YMCA connected with the president from Speedo, connected with the president of the largest county of aquatics in the world. That's what it's about. It's about building an arena um, and, and ultimately, again, being able to put out the messages that are valuable to you. Um, and, and, and yeah, for me, it's big, dude. Like I, like I said, I, I, I'm a black man living in America. Uh, the black community, well, my parents raised me. <laughs> but like, you know, I, I embody, I, I love my culture. Um, and I'm super proud of that. Uh, but in no way, shape or form is my mission just for black Americans. In no way is it just for Hispanic Americans. In no way is it just for the Jewish community of Los Angeles. No, this is global. This is so much bigger than Jamal Hill. Jamal's a drop in the bucket. And sooner or later, anything that I've built and designed is going to die, you know, as, as long as I've died. But its spirit lives on the same way that everything before now has allowed us this opportunity to grow and to build upon. Uh, that spirit is going to live on. So that's what it's about, man. Just, um, you know, putting everything we've got into being in these present moments uh, and, and being grateful. I know that was a weird like 360 there, but but ultimately being president is what it's most about. Like, um, and I have to be reminded of that, especially with big goals and dreams. It's easy to get caught up in the, I gotta go. I gotta work hard from this task to that task to that task to that task. And then you look up and life is blown by you. And yeah, sure, you've done a lot, but how much have you enjoyed of it? So that's a uh, that that's a daily practice so yeah it's a that they got a saying that never sweat the small stuff right and 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 the rest of that saying is it's all small stuff <laughs> so <laughs> so no matter how big it is how big the mission how important if you're the biggest company in the world or, or not um 
at to a certain degree, it doesn't matter, you know, and 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 that is that's the freedom that allows us to push our limits and to live on that edge and to to be brave, to be bold, to be brilliant, you know. So I said all the time at aquatics today, all my aquatics nation, all my water enthusiasts, dude, suit up, take the dive, and go be that hero. That's from your brother Jamal Hill. Talking to Jamal Hill man with the three pillars the three the three legs founder president swimuphill.org and go to aquaticstoday.com correct aquaticstoday.com we'll have to bring you back another time and talk about just aquaticstoday.com <laughs> do a full unpacking of that will you come back on the podcast absolutely come back on come back and hang out with gold metal mail for sure man can i bring my speedo shirt absolutely all right deal <laughs> You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.